I keep starting over trying to figure out how to come in because I was just lying down. Close the blinds. It's nice and cozy outside. Got the heat pumping under the covers. Those dogs feeling so good. It's quiet in here. Son at school. Taking care of business. Now I get a chance to get some good sleep again. But my phone keeps going off. And the sound, it would not allow me to ignore, to turn back over and go to sleep. It can never be the way I want it to be if I ignore. And it's not that people are being inconsiderate. It's not that, you know, you're not having time for you. It's that you have to know what it's time to do. Because somebody's sound may be sounding off the entire kingdom and God is looking at you. So when it comes to us coming together, we're not coming together thinking that we are alone. We're not coming together thinking that we are lonely. We're not coming together thinking that when we're going through something that we did something wrong. See, we're not going to think that we did something wrong when God say we've been made right. So because you're going through something, it doesn't mean you did something wrong or things are going wrong in your life. No, it means that you need to look at the devil and know that he's dead wrong because he's the one who wanted to be worshipped. He's the one who wanted to be God. He's the one who's seeking with earlier in your life, in my eyes, who he can and how he can devour. So he's dead wrong for that. You've been made right. You've been made right. You just getting through to the other side. There's nothing wrong with going through to get through. Do you understand? You are never alone. You are not alone. You are not lonely. That's why God have us to come together and sharpen each other. It's deeper than that when we come together and confess. Because we have a lot of confessions to confess that we feel in our heart, in our spirit, in our soul, in our body, and in our families, in our finances, in our lifestyles, in our workforce, every day politically, and we don't say anything to each other. Or we say the same things around the same folks. But the thing is, they may not have what you need from somebody you don't normally talk to because God has uniquely made every single one of us for us to need each other. That's why Christ given himself for all of us because God so loved us all because he's the one created us all and we all have something different that we all need from each other. So if I just be around you and you and you, I'm going to miss what's in you, you, you and you on the other side. You understand? See, that person next to you may can't tap into that area that I can. Do you understand? So see the significance of why it's important to come together and not be ashamed. Not be ashamed. Not to think you did anything wrong. To talk about what's really going on. Because many of us think that if I say what I really want to say, I'm going to get a reaction I don't want to get. But it's still on the inside of me. See, people in the world are looking for us to be honest for real.
and stop making it seem like everything is so perfect, meaning without a mistake, because we don't testify what God has brought us out of to bring us into. See, they don't hear about our process. They just see the finished work, but they need to know what God has brought us out of to bring us into because they know that if he did it for us, then they will begin to know much more. He will do the same for them. See, what is our difference? It's not money. People of the world have that. It's not materials. They have that. It's the fact that we said yes and we continue to try. See, we giving God's will over to him for him to have his way in our lives. See, we made a decision to choose his way and they haven't yet. So they want to know what it's like to make that decision. And that's why they watching us. Let me see what it's like to choose God. Let me see what it's like. This is what it looks like. It looks like you're going to keep on trying and keep on trying and keep on trying. See, our difference is, is that we try and they don't. We willing and they're not. That's our difference. And they know that's the difference is that they haven't came over yet. So they looking from a distance. So what do you see while you looking afar at my walk with God so intimately, so personally, I have to be honest with you with my walk. And the devil trying to have us to think that if we be honest with one another, that it can backfire, but it can never backfire because healing working power is present. See, there's power in healing and there is deliverance in healing and there is freedom and deliverance, which bring forth the power of the healing because we're honest. We have to be honest. See, many in the world, they have meetings and they say, my name is such and such and I'm an alcoholic. My name is such and such and I'm on drugs. How about my name is such and such and I'm lacking in my believing. My name is such and such, but I'm going to keep on pushing past. My name is such and such. I know that greater is he who's in me. My name is such and such. And I say yes to God. My name's such and such. And I'm a little frustrated right now. My name's such and such. And I don't know what to do. See, that's what God wants from us. To be honest, because we're the only ones who can relate to each other. As a three-part being, being here. Why are we still here? Don't keep what's in, in. What's in, it has to come out. There are reasons why Christ is not exposed as he wants to be on the inside of every single one of us for miracle signs and wonders to take place. And what are those reasons? Those are the reasons why we come together. What many really want to say, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of being on medication. 
I'm tired of my hair falling out. I'm tired of these kidney stones. It hurts to go to the bathroom. Father, I'm tired of acid reflex. Father, I'm tired of heartburn. Father, I'm tired of this tumor. Father, I'm tired of MRIs. Father, I'm tired of mammograms. Father, I'm tired. I'm tired of worrying. Father, I'm tired of working so much. Father, I'm tired of these kids. Father, I'm tired of being single. Father, I'm tired of being married. Father, I'm tired going to the same job every day. God, I'm tired of the co-workers. Father, I'm tired of that type of pay. I'm working as me. And I know that you have a day set for me. But Father, I'm tired. I know the right thing to do. I know how to raise my hands in front of people. I know how to put my smile on. I know how to put my praise on. But Father, when you come Come home with me while you walk in with me every day. You see that I am tired. Come on, someone. How can I sleep when Holy Spirit is moving like this at me? Come on. Many said, Father, I am tired. Father, I am tired. I am angry, Father. My, my loved one went home. Father, my wife is gone. Father, 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 we went to church every day, Father. My wife died, Father. My husband died, Father. My grandparents died, Father. My child died in that car accident. God, 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 I'm tired of being on the corner. I'm tired of selling these drugs. I'm tired of watching my back. I'm tired of seeing my boys drop like flies, God. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of going on this pole. I'm tired of sliding up and down. I'm tired of making it rain on me. I'm ready for your type of rain on me. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of sleeping around. I'm tired of walking up and down on the corners. I'm tired of laying down in every hotel with Tom, Dick, and Harry. I'm tired. 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 I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of anxiety attacks. I'm tired. I'm tired of my heart rate keep going up and down. I'm tired of high blood pressure. I'm tired of not being able to eat what I want to eat. I want to eat whatever I want to eat. I can't eat whatever I want to eat because the medication is telling me I can't. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of being in the hospital. I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of the news. I'm tired of the media. I'm tired of seeing people that don't walk with you like they're living better than me. I'm tired, God. I'm tired, but I know how to raise my hands. I know how to do a dance. Father, I'm tired. I'm tired. Every time I put my seed in the church, I feel like I'm taking from me and my kid because I'm still hungry, but I'm still going to give because I know it's better to give than receive. I know it's better, God, because you have something better for me. I'm tired, though, God. I'm tired. And these are the things we feel every day and we don't say anything because we feel like if we say something, we say something wrong. We feel like we're doing something wrong. We feel like that because we're going through it, that we did something wrong. No, the devil is dead wrong. Thinking he's going to keep you in that mess. That's why we come together to let each other know you're not by yourself. It's not just you, but we're going to push through together because what you have in you, I need to activate what's in me and what's in me, it has to activate what's in you because you're not going home right now. You're not going to give up right now. You're not going to quit right now. You're going to keep on going right now. You're going to keep on believing right now. You're going to say words of life right now because God said that you're going to have whatsoever you say right now. He never said you're going to have what I say over you right now. Then the case, he wouldn't have dealt to every man the measure of faith right now. Come on, speaking about right now. I'm talking about right now. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. 
Many of us say, I'm tired. I'm angry, God. I'm angry, God. Many of us sound like Mary and Martha. If you have been here, Christ, if you have been in that doctor's office, if you have been in that morgue, Christ, if you have been in that divorce court, Christ, if you have been in the courtroom, period, Christ, if you have been in that delivery room, I wouldn't have pushed out a dead baby, Christ. If you have been there with me, I wouldn't have been with the wrong person, Christ. If you have been with me, I wouldn't have been in that fire, Christ. If you have been with me, I wouldn't have been in that crash, Christ. If you have been with me, I wouldn't have had COVID, Christ. If you have been with me, I wouldn't have to get no vaccine shots, Christ. Keep wearing no mask in my face, Christ. If you have been with me, but I know what to do. I'm not going to act like I'm mad at you because I don't want to want to think that I'm doing things that I shouldn't do or feel the ways I shouldn't feel. I don't want to be that person that feel like a devil, seem like a devil, look like a devil, hit like a devil, like I act like a duck, quack like a duck. Then what is this, a duck? Come on, somebody. Come on. I gotta put a face on. I gotta put a smile on. I gotta put a praise on. But I really don't feel like praising. I'm just gonna do what I really don't feel like doing. But I know it's good to do. But God, I need some type of help. I'm not gonna ask for it. Come on, someone. Come on. See, Holy Spirit knows everything. Holy Spirit sees everything. Holy Spirit see through all of that. And it's not to expose us. It's for us to be comfortable around us as siblings. We are spiritual siblings. Our father is God. This is not it for us. We are going back home, but we're going to live home here until the time come. You understand? Simple as that. I can't have you to say what God didn't say, but if you say what he didn't, then you're going to have that reality. So you have to say what he says, okay? You have to say what he says, okay? Hallelujah. You cannot be afraid to admit what you're lacking on the inside of you because that's when healing, work, and power take place. See, when everybody confess, that's when God is able to move because honesty is present. Therefore, he has access. See, those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in lies, no spirit and in truth. See, we keep trying to be so secretive, but we forget about being so secretive. So secrecy, it keeps us quiet and secrecy keeps us speaking because God said, let the redeem, and we didn't have nothing to do with our redemption. Christ is the one who prepared the way for us to be redeemed because he's the ultimate sacrifice regarding restoration and restitution of all things. There goes him paving the way for us to say so. Let the redeemer of the Lord be quiet. No, God say, say so. God say, you have a voice of what? Triumph. He has, He also said, make a joyful what? A joyful what? A joyful what? A joyful what? Noise. You understand? The joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. Do you understand? God says, shout. He said, again, I say, rejoice. Speak up. Let's stop just talking within. It's not really going to release no type of help that we're looking for because we're keeping it within. Now, we know what to keep and we know what not to keep, but let's not keep ourselves from receiving healing, working power. See, healing doesn't always mean physical. It means that what's in me that's not allowing Christ to be, I got to deal with that. And I'm going to tell you what one of the issues are with all of us. 
is that we somehow keep seeing ourselves as a vessel that's being used and we see how he uses us to release his mighty acts and we just keep thinking that we have to do the work. And that's why we become hesitant when it's time to get it done because we're thinking that it's not going to happen because it can't happen if we're doing it. It can only happen if we let him do it because we don't do it the work. But somehow we keep thinking because we're the vessel and we have the limbs that he's using to bring the past, those things that's coming to pass in people's lives, we keep confusing that it's him doing it through us and not look at ourselves thinking it's we have to get it done. And that's why we don't do it. You understand? When it comes to laying hands, when it comes to saying things that's going to be a blessing to other people, now nah, I'm not going to say that they're going to take it wrong. Guess what? Don't even think that way anymore. Because we have to open up for others to open up. We're too closed. We're too closed. Now imagine that as a meeting, a soaking session. You know what? I need you guys to sharpen me because I believe somewhat in what God says, but I don't see what he's saying. So my believing is falling. I need y'all to sharpen me because that may be your strength and that person need what's in you to activate what's in them. That's why it's important to open up and not close up because if we close up, nothing can be activated for God to have access for miracle signs and wonders to be present. See, many of us want to walk in what God says, but we still have things on the inside that has not yet been activated. And if we have these things that we believe in God for, we wouldn't even know how to treat or keep the things because the healing hasn't taken place for things to be activated. We shouldn't feel like I don't want no one to think that something is wrong if I just need someone to agree with me. Can't nobody say they never been through. Can't nobody never say they ever been through anything. You know why the altar be filled up and how it be filled up? Every time the, the sermon, excuse me, is mentioned words about how we can relate how you're not by yourself you're not alone that reaches people when words be mentioned like that it fills up the altar it brings people to repentance because it had them to remember that they are not alone see I'm not alone you're not alone no matter what's going on it's not going on because you've done something wrong. You've been made right. Don't blame yourself for what Satan is held accountable for. He's the one who's dead wrong. Seeking what earn in your life, he can devour all day long. You didn't do nothing wrong. Because Christ already paved the way for your righteousness. Some people thinking right now, I don't want to tell anybody, but I don't know what to do. I don't want nobody to know I'm stressed out. I don't want nobody to know I have anxiety attacks all the time. I don't want nobody to know I have vertigo. I don't want nobody to know I'm tired of going to the doctors. I don't want nobody to know that I'm tired of taking these pills. I'm tired of these STDs. 
I'm tired of these MRIs. I'm tired of keep chemo. I'm tired of chemo. I'm tired of prescriptions. I'm tired of surgery after surgery after surgery. I'm tired of being backed up. My colon is backed up. Can't even use the bathroom. I'm tired of not eating what I really want to eat. I'm tired of bill collectors keep calling me. I'm tired of going to the casino, spending the night, week by week, waiting for me to get a financial breakthrough. Do you know everybody in the casino wants a financial breakthrough? We all can use an extra of anything, but they're there that much in desperation for more money. They've given up their money to gain more money. There's some sleep there. Some lose their homes, their cars, their wallets. When we don't live unto God, our life is a gamble. And that's why I cannot sleep. And that's why I felt good to get up. I got it. Thank you, God. I went to dance rehearsal two hours before rehearsal. And the leader called me and said, I'm going to pick you up today. Don't tell me you already left out. I already left out. Two hours early. Two hours early. Why you leave two hours early, Quinisha? Why you leave two hours early, Q? Because I want to stretch in. I want to work on my flexibility. I want to go over the choreography, the things that we didn't cover. I want to make sure I cover everything. So when we come together, I'll be on top of what I need to be on top of. Because I'm serious about why I'm here. I'm serious about going all out for Christ. I'm not playing around. That's why I'm here so early. Okay, like, wow. I got there, cute, prayers in, cute, exercise us in. And we went over everything that we didn't think we would go over. And because I went back of the old videos and went over all the choreography and did that in two hours, I knew every step, every move, and they were like, okay, what's next, Q? What's next, Q? Because you're not playing. Your energy, you're not playing. Because I keep confessing, I can do all things through Christ. I'm not playing around with that. Every move I make, every step I take, is for you. So when I get a nap in, it feels good because there's a lot of things taking place. But sometimes someone still can call while you're sleeping. And I'd rather get up than see you cry. I'd rather get up than see you feel like you want to die. 
I'd rather get up and see you quit. Because there are a lot of people in the hospital who just so tired of it. I'm tired of all these IVs. I'm tired. I'm tired of all these needles. I'm tired of keeping sticking me. I'm tired of all these surgeries. I'm tired. One thing about being a messenger, it's not easy because you can feel overall. And you have so much mercy. I feel like Joshua. See, Moses was pissed off when he went down and seen them making the golden calf. Joshua was more merciful. Even though it was wrong, but he can feel like, why did they panic? Why they panicked? And many of us panic. It's just a level of compassion that comes from God, from the kingdom, to a messenger to release upon all his children. Don't panic. Don't panic. But you're going to have to believe. You're going to have to believe with all your heart. You got to believe through that medication. You got to believe you got to believe through that deception. You have to believe through those bills. You have to believe through that hair loss. You have to believe through those burns on your body. You have to believe through those lies, through that, anything that robs you from, you understand, you're believing. You have to say, Lord, I believe, but just send people my way to lift me up and sharpen me so I can't believe, so I will not have no unbelief. <laughs> Because some people are so angry. They don't even want to come near anybody who believes in God. Many stop believing. Yeah, because I'm angry at him. All this stuff happened to me. Why he let it happen? All this stuff happened in the world. Why he allowed it? And many are angry. Many are angry. Many are so angry. Many don't know what to do. And that's why God says, I want you all to come together and confess each other faults. Because when you confess each other thoughts, that's opening up and that's giving me access to freely move. That's giving me access to release my healing working power in and through you. Every time you allow me to be on the scene for you because God cannot do anything with lies he can only have access to release himself in truth Holy Spirit is a spirit of what truth God said those who worship must worship what in spirit and in what truth 
there's freedom and truth and there's truth and freedom. Forget all that lying. There are so many right now like, you know what? I am so sick and tired of being single. And some say I'm sick and tired of being married. Some feel like, you know what? I had it up to here with these babies, kids. I'm trying to tell you. You better believe it. There are some people thinking right now, how can I get rid of my own kids? I can't take it no more. They get on my dad. If I knew they wouldn't be here, I don't care. So what? I wish they wasn't here. We got people at work don't care. Teachers fighting students. Teachers sleeping with students. Cops getting pulled over by other cops for drinking. Come on. Politicians getting paid to lie. See, if we come together in the body and we start confessing what we need to be sharpened in, that's going to draw all men. Because they can relate also to what we are relating to. But they don't see themselves over here with us because many of the times we keep pretending as if we don't go through anything. So they see themselves over there and not trying to come over here. Until we start learning how to tell the truth. That's why the word says they are yearning and groaning for the manifestations. What do manifestations mean? demonstrations, things into effect, things that are happening of the sons of God. So what is happening? See, we can't allow the things to rob us from happening because that's what they're yearning for, the happening. Too many people want to give up and we're just praying for them, but we're not pulling from them and pushing them what's in us to release in them to have them to continue to persevere regarding their walk and then we say things like okay well god just calling everybody home no he has called everybody by name don't play with our father He's not going to send Christ to come here and die for every form of deception and yet we be called home due to it. That don't make sense. We're not going to do that. That's Satan's talk. And either he know the truth. Let me tell you how much God knows beforehand. See, God he describes himself in his word. I move from the end to the beginning. Why do he move from the end to the beginning? And he's still the same from the beginning to the end. Yesterday, today, forevermore. He's the author and the finisher. But why does he operate from the end to the beginning? Why does he operate from the finished work? Because that's where the glory is on the other side of a thing. He's not glorified on how we react to what we go through to get to the other side because that's no glory on us complaining, upset, frustrated, forgetting, lacking, doubting, anxious. 
He's not glorified in anything that's not of him. So he only glorified when he see himself. So he's glorified on what he does. See, we don't be seeing what he do while we going through it because we're so busy looking at us go through it and not seeing him bringing us out of it. See, we so busy saying so many times, you know, I going here, you know, the future this and the future that. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm on my way to where I want to go. But if I'm not where I want to be, then where am I? I'm somewhere where I don't want to be right now. See, it's not us meaning that, but that's what we're saying. See, to God, there is no in-between. It's black or white. What you're saying, that's what you're saying to him, pretty much. See, God has given us a Bible. And a Bible is filled with instructions, written with a lot of mistakes that us from generation upon generation have made. And it shows what happens when we choose God's ways and what happens when we don't. That's why it's called basic instructions before leaving earth. Now, God has his own Bible for us, and it's called a Lamb's Book of Life. And we receive that book when we exit out this body, because out of this body, we enter the kingdom and we can see what he really meant for us and what he has done for us. There is no mistake written in the Lamb's book of life, but there are a lot of mistakes written in the Bible because we're still here as a three-part being and we still have the enemy who's still trying to kill, still destroy. So we have to continue to make a decision while we're here. There goes a book filled with do's and don'ts, but in the Lamb's book, it's nothing but the do's, the do's, the do's, the do's, the do's, and it's no don'ts written in that book because he's only moved by what he does. He only moved by what he says. He only moved by his plan alone. So he only written down us coming out and not us going through. Do you understand? So that's what your book looked like in the kingdom. No mistakes. Because there are none. He wiped them all out. So he's not writing what the devil tried. No, in your book, in the book that he written over you in the kingdom, about you in the kingdom, is what he have done to pull you out. The glory side to everything about you, that's in your book. But the book here is that we live off is filled with nothing but mistakes. (laughs) Because God knows that we're going to continue to make them. So there's a decision to make. Here goes an outcome for every decision that you make. So choose life. You understand? So how about we live from where God sees the finished work? Let's, let's live from, and let's think from that place. Always see the other side. Why you even going through And that's how you have a different reaction, a different response unto God, because you already see yourself going through to get through because you already see yourself on the other side. You understand? When it comes to Adam and Eve, you know, what's so amazing is that God already knew he always knew. Before things even happen, before the foundation, he says. And you know what's so powerful about that is that he is still so merciful and able to perform it. 
because he saw all our wrongdoings and still decided to go along with his plan because he was looking at it from the finished work and not from because of one man who caused us all to fall. His sight is because of one man we were all standing back up again. And that's how we see us all. What's so amazing when it comes to Adam and Eve is that Adam and Eve, you know, they were husband and wife. You know, they didn't wear no clothes in the Garden of Eden. In the beginning, they didn't even know what clothes was or nakedness was. And you know, they was intimate as husband and wife. But you know what's so amazing? God didn't have them to conceive in the Garden of Eden. Why didn't he do that? Because he already knew that man would fall. And he did not want her to experience what it is to give birth with no pain. Because that's the first thing he said to her when they were exiting out is now you're going to experience the pain of childbearing. Do you understand? So he's not going to have you to have an experience of something that you're not going to stay a part of because you're going to exit out this place. So I can't keep you doing something that's eternal when you're about to reap something that's temporary because I got to send my son that's going to release the eternal back in place. You understand? It's the Holy Spirit. So there goes everything, every form of pain, every form of deception, they had to encounter it first. The first burnt offering, which we call a sacrifice, was God doing it himself for them. And how do we know? Because in the word, it says that God made clothing for them before they exit out. And he made clothing out of what? Different leaves, figs, and what? Animal skins. So God had to sacrifice that animal in order to make the clothing for them. So we know about the sacrifices. We know about, you know, the meat sacrifice, which is the grain sacrifice. You understand? There are so many sacrifices, so many burnt offerings. And God released the first burnt offering to himself because of them. They didn't know what to do. They knew nothing about that. And what's so amazing is that Christ had a conversation with God in the kingdom. God said, now it's time to make man. Okay, before man came, now it's time to make. Okay, now man have fell, you know, have fallen. They fell. Okay, in the garden of Eden, here goes God with Christ again. Now they're able to discern like us. Okay, before they were here, now it's time to make them. Okay, now they made a mistake. Now they have fallen. Now they have been deceived. Now they know what it is to discern. You understand? Look at those two different type of conversations regarding us. And there goes the pain. There goes the agony. There goes everything they felt towards the flesh for the first time. Never seen no blood. Never looked at each other with no clothes and bushes on. These bushes itch. You okay, Eve? I'm okay. What's this bump? God says childbearing. Do you have a child inside? I'm nauseous. See, Adam, you named every living thing. Now we're naming every dead thing. What is nauseousness? I have a headache. Eve, I have a headache too. Eve, I'm anxious. Eve, I'm depressed. What are these feelings? I don't know, Adam. 
I'm bleeding. I have cramps. What is cramps? It's a part of the sin, Eve. They're getting dressed, making clothes out of animal skins. Never had to before. He's watching his wife get dressed. He see where she looked like how she was before, but never could see her in the way he had before and see her naked and now being clothed. Now the animals not even aware of what they have done, but they can sense there's a disconnection because there's no more dominion being operated under. So there goes Adam. Oh my God. A God they going to be just stuck me. I used to fellowship with bees. I used to talk to bees. Got mosquitoes all over the place. It's hot outside. I'm getting skin. My skin is burning, Eve. Mine's too, Adam. What can we do? We disobey. Now we experience the first murder scene. My God. Our own son killed our own son. This is what death looks like. This is what blood looks like. This is what hate looks like. This is what the this is what jealousy looks like. This is what eating off that nasty tree looks like. Adam, I regret what I done. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have listened. Matter of fact, where's that serpent at now? I don't know. I haven't seen him since Eve. Come on, someone. Holy Spirit, use me. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, use me. I think it's time for what's in me to come out now. When does it have to come out, Adam? I think it has to come out right there. I have to push this out of that. Yeah. And don't forget, God said it's going to be painful. But I'm right here. I feel the pain, Adam. Okay, 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 okay. I never felt this, Adam. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, somebody. Come on, Adam, I never felt hungry before. I'm hungry. I, I just stepped on something on the ground. It done cut my foot. You're bleeding. I know. What happened to us? I can feel bad and I can feel good. We never felt the other side before. Is that what God was saying to us? I'm sorry, Adam. Forgive me. I'm sorry. It's okay, Eve. I know. I know. We're in this together. We're in this together, sweetheart. I know I wish you didn't listen. I wish I didn't listen, Eve, but it's okay. It's too late to talk about it now. It's windy out here. I know I'm gonna find something to cover you up with. It was never windy in the Eden. It was never windy in the garden. The garden was never windy in Eden. I know, I know, I know. Now the animals got out of control, Adam. They're not listening to you, Adam. I know, I know, I know, I know. Elephants, get over here. B, don't you dare think you're gonna sting me. Lions, stop roaring at me. What in the world did we do? My stomach hurts. 
Oh my goodness, I got a toothache. It's okay, Adam. It's okay. Pain really hurts. We don't give it a name to it. Pain. Yeah, pain. When we upset, it's called angry. We angry. Yeah, anger. They never knew those words before. They only knew words of life. So he had to name every word of death because they were the first ones to encounter it. You understand? See, when we confess, it opens the door for us to come together and help each other. And don't you feel so much better? Think about all those on the job and you'd be like, you know what? I know you don't want to be here, but just keep doing it unto the Lord and watch what's going to take place. Don't think about the money. Don't think about the coworkers. Matter of fact, do step it up. Do something good for the job. You know, just pray over the place and listen to what Holy Spirit has to say and watch what happened in this place. And when you start seeing the miracles on the job due to what somebody is imparting to you, it's activating the gifts on in the inside of you, on the inside of you. And all of a sudden, that person might break down crying. I'm glad you said that. See, that's why many of us come to church and we receive that type of impartation once a week. So what do we do throughout the other days of the week? The other hours during the day? It's too many hours that's unattended for us to impart into one another. In the dance room last night, Q, oh my God, you did a dance move. We didn't know you can dance like that. That's like a RB reggae type of, reggae type of move. Because that's the music that I was dancing to. And I thank God that he put our, I mean, he put, you know, gospel with the RB, gospel with the reggae, gospel with the salsa, gospel with the electric, gospel with a bald gown, bald square dance, ballroom dance. Hand dance. I done been to so many, you know, cookouts with older folks, you know, even in my family. You're not a hand dance. Let's come on. Let's do it. Let's go. Who taught you this? I, it's just, it's natural to me. No one taught me. <laughs> wow. You can hand dance. I'm telling you. I had to learn how to do praise and worship. Because I never danced in that type of, you know, way. Now, it's nothing but just moving every part of you like you're doing everything that you do. But praise and worship, the choreography is off of somebody else's revelations from God. See, I'm used to freestyle, free hand, because I never was in a group. So I had to learn how you do what you want to be done. Learn how you move. But even though I can't move, I have to learn how to move like you're asking me to. See, that's where it was at for me. I was like, oh, okay. I don't think I can remember all of this. <laughs> I might forget all of this. <laughs> you understand? Because you just put me in front of a radio and I'm gone. But if I'm in front of a crowd and they saying, no, move this way to this song, this, 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 this. Oh, okay, this, okay, like this, okay, like that, okay, like that. You understand? For real. 
and I did a move yesterday, a freestyle move off of some song came on. They were like, hold up. Girl, I love to see you dance. And that's the type of dance I can do that, you know, it would be more for a video. <laughs> you understand? It's gospel, but I'm just saying some moves you don't do, a, you know, come on. <laughs> and it's appropriate, but, you know, it's not just, you know, la, 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 la. it's not always like that. No. You understand? And I just thank God for that. What he's pulling out of me in front of all of you. Because I'm that person that won't, you know, really open my mouth and say, you know, what I can do. But when the opportunity come, you'd be like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Where'd that come from? What are you talking about? Where'd that come from? <laughs> you understand for real? Because I don't go out and I won't, I'm not the person that just come out and just say, oh, I can dance. And nothing wrong with that, but that's just not my personality. That's not me, y'all. You know, it's not. <laughs> when there's an opportunity to release, I will release. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I just thank God for everything. You know, I, I went to this restaurant and I started thinking about all the food that they made. And I was like, you know what? It's not about how it tastes. I learned that when I went to another country. It's not, about, it's not how it tastes. It's not about it being nasty because that can't be my, my mindset. I can't have a mindset. Is this going to be nasty? Because that wouldn't be how Christ would think about what you do. Because you put your heart in it. You consider to cook that to feed someone. So whatever that wasn't, because everything I touch prosper, I'm going to get what's supposed to be in that if it wasn't in that. And that's how I live. I would never say to any of you that I don't like. It's not good. Not a good shirt. Because you did it for a reason. Now, it may not be what I would do, but I'm not here to criticize you. Now, I'm not here to lie to you, but I'm not going to come off to you and have you feel less than. Because God doesn't do that with us. God doesn't have us to feel less than where we are. That's why he's so patient to wait till we mature enough to handle what he wants to do. Because if it's going to have us to be worse off than where we are, then he's going to be patient and wait. Because his purpose is for us to get better and not worse. You understand? And that's how it is, period. Now, I know how we can, you know, we talk to each other. And if someone asks, that's something different. Is there anything I can add on this shirt or add on this in this fragrance or this picture or in this recipe? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of this. I mean, let's see how it tastes like that. What you think? You understand, it's not always, oh, God, I would never eat that again. Is that love? Is that love? Let's be honest. Is that love? No, it's not. No, it's not. Hallelujah. So we have to be very mindful what we say about anybody. Because sometimes when we think about transparency, we got to keep it where we're just relational. And we are loving on each other and honest while we're loving and not 
confuse transparency with being rude and disrespectful and trying to laugh it off with sarcasm because that's not going to work. We have to always walk in the fruits of the spirit at all times. Because sometimes we hurt people's feelings and we can't do that and act like we don't care. Because God doesn't do that. God can sit there and eat everything that you fix because your love is in it. And he is love. His mind don't think of anything less than that. And that's how we should think. Nothing could be nasty. Because if I even decide to taste it, it's going to be blessed because I decided to taste. Because I'm going to think about what you've done to do this for me. And that act of love paved the way for the taste supernaturally good to me. Do you understand? That's how our father thinks. Now, there are times when we make things and be like, whoa, uh-uh, never again. But we do it out of love and laughter. Like, that is not a good batter. No, it isn't, is it? No. Not someone who's thinking they're doing something good and we like, mm-mm, girl, you better stop. That's not love at all. That's why God wants us to open up to each other more. Like, this is not, let me, let me help you out. Okay, help me out then. To eliminate offense. Because we've been offended too long. Too long. Been pretending too long. Hurt too long. Get rid of that stuff. You understand? We don't have to be like that. That would have the president to call you into the White House. I need that presence in this this place, in this White House, in this Capitol, please. It's a lot of chaos, and I see the peace. I can feel the peace coming through the screen when you guys come together. Come here, please. Pray over here. Trust me. Trust me. When we come together and we sharpen each other, there's so much power that takes place. See, it's not me just paying your bills. That's not how I bless you or connect with you. No, it's that I sharpen you that you don't even have to even think about you having any bills because you have given your bills over to God because you take no thought for your life anymore. See, that's what you call healing, working power. It's not, oh, stop taking your medicine and you don't have enough faith for what you just stopped doing. Now you were off in the hospital. No, it's that you become so sharpened that you begin to see that and hear what he said and you don't need that medicine anymore. You understand? So enjoy your connection and expand your horizons. Expand. Stop just keeping it with the same people. Because the significance is always elsewhere. It's everywhere you go. Everybody are carriers of gifts. And we can't afford to walk past no gifts. Because knowing God, that one that's sitting there at that liquor store, if I just say hello, are you all right? Whatever that response may be or what's in them, I may shopping and he may shopping, she may shopping me. But how will we know if we don't say anything? We've been quiet too long. 
We don't have to be loud in the wrong areas. No. Let's be loud in the right areas. Because sometimes when things happen in people's lives and it's on social media, we spend our time on social media talking about like, oh my goodness, you hear this? You see that? Yeah, this is going on now. Okay. Yeah, that's what's happening. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? No, I didn't. I know now. See, all of that, is it getting to the root of a thing? No. It's just spreading what's happening. See, God wants us to spread the good news. And what's the good news? That we don't leave the same. So imagine that for, you understand, a morning show that you just were a part of. Your name is such and such. And you in the game. See, that's the difference with us and those who aren't in the game is that we in the game. Those who are not with God, that's their difference. They're not with him. They didn't give him a try. They didn't give his will a try. They don't want to try God. Because they're afraid of failure. Not aware that God never fails. If they were aware of that, they would have been over here. They're afraid of giving God a try and it doesn't work. And they stop doing their way. Some have did it. Some have not. But when they see us come together and be honest about our walk and stop trying to cover and pretend things, then we'll see a difference. They said to me in the dancers, you know, you are such a gift here. So we have a party on Sunday and I said, I'm coming, please. Come out with us. Someone had a party. And I didn't know they really wanted me to go like that. And that person let me know. I wanted you to be there. I really love you. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your fire. I appreciate that you just tell it like it is. Demons don't stay long when you come around. They flee because you are not afraid to call them out. And that's what we need. Call them demons out. So we have a party. I'm excited. I'm going to a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I normally don't do that. No, mm -mm. I'm not antisocial. I love to be social. It's just that, you know, I, I'm the one that would decorate it and then go home. But this time I'm going, oh, I have another one the following weekend too. <laughs> and this one I'm actually hosted. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. So God had me go to a lot of parties. <laughs> it's party time. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm excited about two parties in a row. <laughs> yeah. So I just thank God for it. And the food. Oh, God. <laughs> I heard about the menu. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's definitely worth the seed sown. I'm telling you. And I just thank God for everything. You know, I was um, 
what was this, a couple of days ago, I looked online for my tuition, right? God said, Quenisha, you're going to a party. <laughs> you know, the dancers, you know, we're having a, a Christmas party. And they were like, you're going. You're going. We're dragging you this time. We want more of you. We want to hang out with you. I said, I don't normally hang out, but I'll go places, but I don't stay long. No. Not at all. That's just not me. <laughs> you know, but um, I will enjoy myself. Yeah, go places and enjoy myself. But it's not you no know, all the time type of thing like that. Not in that way. And I think God, they understand. And, you know, going to get a gift. And I thank God for the menu. Whoa, it's so worth the seed being sown. I was like, ooh, stop playing with the menu. And I'm excited to go because I promised someone their birthday party was this year and they kept asking me to go. And I was like, they're not going to realize I'm not there. And that person did. It was like, you did not come. How you know I wasn't? And I try to play it all. How you know I wasn't there? I know you wasn't there. You was not there. I would have felt you if you were there. You weren't there. When somebody said they could feel your presence, I could have felt you then. You didn't. I didn't feel you then. Nope. And I could see that person felt disappointed. You wasn't there, and I was like, oh. And I couldn't even make up no excuse, but just tell the truth. I didn't know you would realize I wasn't there. You know, I didn't know you really wanted me to be there that much. So I make a promise: the next party, I'm coming. Okay. All right. Okay. And that's this party this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And I thank God there's another party the following Sunday. <laughs> and that one I'm help hosting. So I was like, uh, we'll see how it turned out. <laughs> You know, I did the best I could for that one. You know, it's karaoke style, you know, you know, in PJs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, whatever. We got games and all that stuff. You know, we'll see how it turns out next Sunday. I'm excited. We'll see how it go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank God for everything. God is so good. Thank God for just, you know, having us to collaborate with other projects and have us to just, you know, connect with new people or connect with people, period, <laughs> who've been in our face the whole time. <laughs> I thank God for every connection that's connected to me. I thank God for all you who pray for me, who's there with me. I really thank God for you. My prayer is that you continue to enjoy being around me, that you continue to enjoy being yourself around me. I don't desire any of you to feel uncomfortable around me because a lot of times I get that. I don't like that. Some people look and they will storm out of the room. Some people won't really come near me. <laughs> 
Some would just, you know, play it off but feel really uncomfortable around me. I don't want that. Because all I do is ask for your prayers to help me. So don't feel uncomfortable around me when I don't feel uncomfortable around you. I don't know everything as to what you all see in me. Because I'm just being. But whatever you see, don't let that keep you, you know, like that regarding me. We all special. We all have gifts. We all, you understand, wonderfully, uniquely made. Don't have me feel like I'm some type of golden child. And that I treated differently. I don't like that. And that's why I used to try to prove that I can be like, you know, normal, be average, but we're not average and we're not normal, but you get what I'm saying. Because people always made me feel like I was just so different. Like you're just so up there, like, wow. And I'm like, but aren't we all like, don't put me up there and leave you down. Like, why am I up there? But no, we're not doing that. We all up there. I never liked that. So I would try to prove that I could be like, you know, whatever. I spent a lot of my time trying to prove myself. Trying to prove I could be down. Trying to prove I could be cool. I don't even look right doing those things. Because it's not me. And I love being who I am. And that's my confession today. That your prayers help me. Regarding the driving, I have confidence. I should, you know, go get something today. <laughs> ah, don't play with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be funny. I go live. <laughs> oh, Q do drive fast. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I had people tell me that before. You are heavy on the gas. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. Yeah, and thank God for everything. <laughs> I'm so amazing. Yeah. I thank God for me being a part of your lives, you know. I'm excited. I thank God for you guys praying for me. Every time that you guys would come and just praise and pray, do you guys understand how much I needed that? I don't think you understand. Because I felt so good to know that you know, you did that for me. All you who did that for me, who prayed for me, who praised God for me, who interceded for me. I needed that. That's like Christ being on a cross, looking down, seeing them give God praise and thanking him for doing that and not crying and weeping as if he's not going to get up. That's what it feels like when people, you know, be in agreement with what's going on with you in your transition. Not weeping, not being angry. No, we're rejoicing and praying for you. That's the right sound to make. So thank you. I love you guys so much. I thank God for every single one of you. Now I have to get off of here and do what I need to do. <laughs> I have a lot to do. I need to do it now. God said, you have plenty of time, Cornisha. You know you're going to get it done. I know. I love you guys. Greater seeds than us. He's in a well. I love you.